0: And welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Future Blue Podcast here. Thank you so much for listening and tuning in. As always, we've got a, a great show today. Uh, just lots of stuff going on on the recruiting trail, man. And, and it would be just remiss of us to uh, uh, not uh, really go all in on uh, recruiting, much like the Michigan Wolverines have. So we're going to talk all about it because we've got uh, plenty of news to uh, kick off a uh, a very cold April uh mid-April day so bring in uh John Simmons uh Ma- Brew recruiting contributor uh John how you doing man is it uh chilly over there in New York as well
1: yeah it is it's kind of disappointing after the blazing hot week we had last week it's it's a letdown but kind of new is coming
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw it in the forecast last week. I was like, man, it's, it's 80 degrees today. How is it going to be 40? And then it happened. So, uh, real quick plug though, uh, go follow the fans first. Sports Network on Twitter at fansfirstsn uh that is uh where we are now at with our podcast on the Block M podcast network so go check all of that out on social and uh, subscription all that good stuff so uh let's let's kick off the show John um we have uh it really not even really just the past week but really just the past few days and it all started uh really the the big news uh started on Sunday obviously the, all this news started uh, on Friday, but we're going to get to the news that happened on Sunday first because the Wolverines picked up yet another commitment on the offensive line in this 24 class as a uh, four-star Blake Frazier announced his commitment to the Mason Blue on his Twitter account on Sunday afternoon. Listed at 6'5", 260. He is from Austin, Texas. Plays at Vandegrift High School, and he was offered by Michigan last June, Quickly took a game day visit last September. Also took an unofficial visit in March. Got to see a spring practice, and uh, I mean, he just—it just seemed like he kept taking visit after visit after visit. Obviously, was a part of that. Now, since uh, viral on Michigan Twitter, at least photo of of him and Brady Pre-scoring and Jaden Davis and Jordan Marshall. Obviously, there's one more left to get that is pre-scoring. Maybe we'll see that soon. Uh, That would be pretty nice. But uh, back to Frazier. Um, After that most recent trip, that's when all the crystal ball predictions started to come in uh, for the Wolverines. Started to feel really, really good about this. and, And then more predictions followed after that as well. He's a legacy prospect. His dad, Steve, played offensive line at Michigan back in the 90s and and that wasn't like a hu- a huge deal at first but then Blake Frazier's commitment post it, it it really said you know i i knew that i wanted to be uh wearing the maize and blue it, it really started after that win over ohio state uh, I, I believe he said back in 2021, and and he alluded to his dad playing at Michigan, and he grew up a Michigan fan, wanting to play for Michigan. So it it he had publicly said it didn't really make a huge difference before he committed, uh, but now that he's committed, it does seem like uh, that a legacy, um, a, a part of his uh, recruitment did actually play a factor here. So uh, other than Michigan, he had other. Really good offers from the likes of Clemson, Texas, LSU, Florida, Oregon, Texas A&M, Penn State, Oklahoma, USC. I mean, the list just goes on and on for him. Uh, He is ranked number 207 overall on the composite, number 17 offensive tackle and number 38 player from the state of Texas. He is now the fourth offensive lineman to commit to Michigan's. 2024 class he joins uh, Andrew Sprague a four-star tackle Luke Hamilton who is a four-star guard and uh, Ben Roebuck who is a three-star tackle and Michigan now sits at number three overall in the country on the 24-7 sports composite rankings as far as the team rankings go for this class so John I'll uh turn it over to you want to get your thoughts on Blake Frazier his commitment and where do you think he projects to best along the offensive line cuz there was a uh, there was a commenter on Mason Brew on the story that I had on masonbrew.com uh for the commitment and he was asking this commenter was asking where where we think he's going to play along the offensive line and i kind of view him as like a Carson Barnhart he could play tackle he could play guard uh, you know, whether it's on the left or the right side, I think he can kind of be one of those plug and play guys, uh, that uh, is a mainstay along the offensive line for years to come. So, I want to get your thoughts on that as well, John.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think he's a really versatile prospect. Uh, 6'5, I think he has the size to go either inside or outside. Um, I've actually seen some people even penciling him into the center position, but I think that's more um hoping that they take some higher rated uh offensive linemen rather than a guy like Jake Warner or something. So um I think he could play a lot of different positions. Uh and this, you know, this commitment was kind of uh not a well kept secret in my opinion, leading up to this. You know, he's on Twitter posting pictures of him as a kid in Michigan uh jerseys and stuff and interacting with a lot of the commits and everything. And there's even a story where after his latest visit, you know, he wanted to commit, but his dad actually told him to look around and look at other schools before he did that. So, you know, I think it's pretty clear that um, he was really uh, itching to commit to Michigan and really connected with the program and the coaches and the tradition and everything that goes along with it. So I think it's going to – he's a great addition. I think he really um, kind of embodies the type of uh, player that Michigan is, is going after, um, both on the field and off.
0: Yeah, man, totally agree, and yeah, I I agree with your assessment there. Not a well kept secret whatsoever. With I mean, he was alluding to at the very least being a Michigan lean, if not a Michigan silent commit, for the last few weeks. With the social media post that you were talking about, the one where he was, it was just a picture of him as a a child, as a very you know young child in in Michigan gear with the Michigan helmet. And uh yeah, I mean it was uh it was pretty obvious. He was commenting on uh other Michigan commits uh Instagram posts and other tweets and things like that. I mean, it, it seemed pretty inevitable that it was gonna become a public commitment at some point, and he just chose to do so completely out of the blue on a Sunday afternoon at like one or two in the afternoon. Uh I just did did not anticipate that happening on that day. And uh, you know, the the Wolverines definitely uh officially got better on Sunday when he uh, announced that commitment. So yeah, I mean, the offensive line class continues to roll on John uh, with four additions now in total. And uh, on our last podcast, we spoke about the offensive line at length, just with how many targets there still were, but uh, just so few spots left remaining. I mean, we penciled in Frazier as a commit last week. So uh it, it just seemed pretty obvious where he wanted to play college football at so that's kind of just where we had it so with four commits already and you alluded to a uh, Jake Garnera he's going to be announcing his commitment uh next Friday so stay tuned for that I believe that's the 28th of April Uh so it, his landing spot is likely Michigan given the crystal balls and uh, him kind of it seemed like he sped up the process to lock in his spot in the class given how many bodies the Wolverines now have along the offensive line in this 24 class so if that happens John Michigan would have a starting five along the offensive line committed in this class before the month of May, which is, in my opinion, uh, pretty amazing. That is a hell of a recruiting job by Sharon Moore, especially given uh, he is now kind of uh, juggling more balls uh, as far as he's the uh, co—he's not the co-offensive coordinator anymore. He's the sole offensive coordinator and the offensive line coach on top of recruiting and uh, definitely recruiting more than just offensive linemen. So that would be... Uh, uh, incredible in and of itself. So I, I guess just to continue the conversation very briefly, John, with the uh, offensive line. Let's just assume Garnera commits to Michigan uh, next Friday. Do you think Michigan will uh, end up taking any more offensive linemen? Do you think they're they're kind of set in stone with with those five? You think they could be done? uh maybe use their resources elsewhere? Cause it really seems like they're continuing to go after a few other guys. And I know we, t- we talked about a few of them last week on the podcast, uh, but do you think there's any outside chance that they'd just be done with the five, uh, you know, once Garnera locks it in next, uh, next week?
1: Yeah. On an unrelated note, I'm kind of mad at uh, Blake Frazier for messing up the Friday pattern. <laughs> <laughs> of having commit basically like it would have been like four weeks in a row yeah on friday that yeah they got to commit but um regardless the uh i think that if they add Grenier, they're still gonna have one spot open for a guy um right now that seems to be max anderson um is the most likely one um another four star to texas but you know he did just visit georgia um and looks like he's not really in a hurry to make a decision right now. He has an official visit scheduled for Michigan in June. And I don't think it's a coincidence that um, basically all the other O-line commits uh, just announced that they were going to be taking an official visit that weekend as well. So I think that's going to be the big push for it. Um, But, you know, he could uh, end up waiting himself out of the spot if he doesn't um, commit soon after that visit. Um, You know, Michigan's in on a lot of other guys, you know, Bennett Ward, Warren, Warren, Michael Ullini, um, even Brandon Baker, the number one tackle in the country, if he ever reschedules uh, the visit he was supposed to make. So um, I don't think Michigan is going to be um, searching too deep for another target to fill that sixth slot. Um, I just think it's a matter of uh, Max Anderson's timeline and uh, if he commits in time or they have to go a different direction.
0: Yeah, he... I think he's like the top guy left for Michigan, even though there are higher ranked guys like Michael Uwini, uh Brandon Baker, a few other guys that they're going after, but it really seems like they've kind of locked in on Anderson from the start. They offered him uh, before the new year, and they've been recruiting him uh, as hard as any of these guys in this 24 class. And he visited I, I believe he visited just last month. But yeah, that recent visit to Georgia, I saw that on social media as well. So it, it, he's he's going to be taking official visits in the month of June, probably decide sometime after that. I saw he had one locked in with Tennessee uh, the weekend of June 23rd. So hopefully Michigan can get him locked in uh, before that Tennessee official visit. And yeah, I, I noticed the offensive lineman, announcing on Twitter that they're taking that official visit. It seems like the big weekend for uh, official visits uh, for uh, uh, Michigan this summer is going to be June 16th to June 18th. So be on the lookout for a lot of prospects to be uh, joining that official visit weekend uh, when it happens. But yeah, I I think he's probably the the last guy that they're really going to make a push for. I, I guess if if Baker wants in, I, it'd be hard to say no just because of how talented he is, and he's a fringe five-star. He's the top-ranked offensive tackle in the class on the composite, so it'd be really hard to say no to him. But uh, I think they would be content if uh, Anderson was uh, the last commitment for this, and that would be six incredible players along the offensive line uh, in this 24 class for Michigan and would probably be uh, the best hall that I, I mean, at least the best hall that I've seen, I, I can think of a handful of other ones that would maybe come close, but I think this would probably top any other offensive line class that Michigan's brought in uh, in recent memory and especially the best under Sharon Moore. There's no question about that. So uh, on the flip side of uh, uh, this, we're going to talk about a couple wide receivers who recently put Michigan on their respective top five list. But before that, Want to uh, uh, give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Manscaped and Home Field Apparel. And uh, with Manscaped, guys, I mean, you've probably heard me talk about the Beard Hedger Pro Kit. It's incredible. Allows you to shape your signature beard look if you got one. Uh, It really starts with that beard hedger. It's a uh, cordless trimmer. You get a rotary wheel, get 20 hair cutting lengths all in one guard. No more messy drawers. It's incredible. And it's waterproof, so you don't have to shave over the sink anymore. You can just do it right in the shower. And uh, if you want to uh, join the 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped for all their grooming needs, use a promo code MNB20. You'll get 20% off your order at Manscaped. And as far as home field apparel goes, man, I was wearing a home field apparel shirt earlier today, and I could not have been any more comfy on this 40 degree weather day in the state of Michigan. They are a premium collegiate apparel brand based out of Indianapolis. Not only is their stuff comfortable, as I just alluded to. But they are officially licensed gear. They don't screw around with their designs because they study the history, traditions, and legacy of every school. And with all that information, they create the thoughtful designs that tell the unique story of each university. And they have some killer Michigan designs that are brand spanking new. You will not find them anywhere else. You got t-shirts, hoodies, crewnecks, whatever you want. They've got it. So if you want some of that new swag... Head over to homefieldapparel.com and use our promo code MICHIGAN15 for 15% off your order. Now, John, let's uh, move over to a couple wide receivers who uh, included the Wolverines on their top list. Let's just start with uh, the top-ranked guy and potentially the highest wide receiver on Michigan's board in this 24 class, and that is uh, Gatlin Bear, a really, really intriguing prospect and a really intriguing top five list uh for a top one hundred prospect that includes Michigan, Oregon, TCU, Nebraska, and Boise State. He hails from the state of Idaho and he is six foot two, 180 pounds. He is one of the fastest prospects in this class, if not the fastest prospect in this class. He is He recently ran a 10.18 100-meter dash during the Texas relays and even beat Nicholas Harbour, the five-star prospect in the 23 class who signed with South Carolina, head-to-head at that event. So he was faster than him, and we were all talking about his Olympic aspirations and Olympic speed in the previous cycle. And uh, Gallon Bear not only has speed, but he has the skill on the gridiron as well. Uh, He put up uh, 73 receptions for 1,073 yards and 18 touchdowns as a junior last season. And luckily, Michigan offered him a scholarship in June of 2022. So that was before he blew up uh, with that junior season. And since that impressive campaign, he also earned offers from Georgia, Florida, Wisconsin, uh, Texas, Texas A&M, Miami. I mean, all of those schools were left all uh, off his list. Uh, for his top five again, Michigan, Oregon, TCU, Nebraska, and Boise State. So he is number 95 overall on the composite, number 15 at the wide receiver position, number one from the state of Idaho in this recruiting cycle. So, John, I mean, Michigan's got a dynamic duo recruiting him with uh, Ron Bellamy. And, uh, Jay Harbaugh, who is the area recruiter and has, uh, uh, forged a strong relationship, especially in the state of Idaho, was, uh, uh, kind of one of the main reasons why they were able to get Colston Loveland in the previous cycle. So, um, I mean, he, he's certainly a top target, but I guess the only downside is that he's technically a 26 recruit because he tentatively at least has a scheduled two year mission trip. So we'll see if that ends up coming to fruition that's the plan for now obviously things can change uh but he is a very very top target and he is a priority for michigan in this class and god i mean he is a speed demon has the skills uh on the gridiron he's six two he would be a perfect addition to this class john
1: yeah i think he would be a a great pickup for sure um this this recruitment will definitely be interesting it's not often that Michigan's biggest competition for a top 100 player is Boise state, but that kind of looks like what it's going to come down to here. Um, I think uh, Michigan has a lot of the factors that he's looking for. They have a lot of past um, experience and recruitments that um, will help. They can showcase to uh, bear and um, make him comfortable about the transition, but you know, the um, leaving the small town Idaho to, a huge program like Michigan and playing in front of a hundred thousand fans is quite the transition. And we saw that kind of hesitation um, when Michigan was recruiting Kenny and Sadiq last year, um, but then he ended up at Oregon. But um, I just think kids from the Idaho are, you know, kind of hesitant to move up to the, the bright lights and stuff. But, um, you know, I think having Colson Loveland on uh, the roster and showing his early success and how um, well he made that tr- transition is going to be huge. Um, and those connections that uh, Jay Harbaugh made while he was out there before recruiting him. Um, and I also think that uh, having Andrew Gentry on the team, um, who just came back from a two-year mission, also um, will help Michigan here and, and you know, show that they're willing to stick with kids through that, even though Gentry obviously didn't commit to Michigan out of high school before he took the trip. But I, I think that uh, it, it shows that Michigan's willing to, take guys like that and uh has a plan for them. I think strength conditioning is definitely a um priority when you're, you know, away somewhere in the world without great facilities for 2 years keeping up your um speed and, you know, strength and all that. So I think building a detailed plan for that is going to be important and, you know, we've seen how Ben Herbert has crushed it with recruiting um to this cycle, you know, he's always mentioned. So I just think that there's a lot of factors here that Michigan can point to to help um, get bear out of, um, Idaho and, uh, beat those other schools there. So, uh, we'll see if they can overcome that distance factor.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's certainly a lot to dissect in this recruitment and you did a great job doing all of that. Uh, John dissecting that and yeah, Boise state is certainly not a school that you see fighting, teams like Michigan for a top 100 school, but that that's just how unique this uh, recruitment is with uh, with Gatlin Bear. He very well could be a hometown hero if he committed to Boise State. And, you know, if he wanted to play closer to home, that is certainly the opportunity to do so. Certainly interesting that he didn't include Utah or uh, some of these other uh, Mormon friendly schools on his top list. But I guess that's not really a huge deal for him so yeah I I think the relationship with Harbaugh Jay Harbaugh will be really important because he forged a very strong relationship with Loveland's uh a coach last cycle and I believe correct me if I'm wrong John but I think he's also coaching Gatlin Bear so that may be a a a difference maker in this recruitment as well so yeah it's going to be really interesting to see this one unfold and see what ends up happening. I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong, John, again, but I don't even think he has taken a visit to Michigan yet. I thought I was reading up on something earlier uh, uh before this podcast that he hasn't even really visited Ann Arbor yet. So it seems like the first time he will do that, or at least one of the very first times he will do that will be for his official visit. Whenever he plans that I assume he'll take his five official visits to these top five schools that he has so yeah it, it's gonna be really really interesting to see how this plays out this is as unique of a recruitment as i've seen in in quite some time here so uh yeah i mean any thoughts on what i just said john was i correct in all of that
1: yeah i i don't think Bear has visited uh michigan yet and i think that i think it might be like a seven on seven team or some sort of training group that um that was also had the, had the same coach with Colson Loveland and yeah, because okay. they go to different high schools, but um, yeah, I think it's like a, a seven on seven group.
0: Yeah. So he has a coach who coached Colson. Yeah. Loveland. Yeah. Okay. It, it was
1: those Washington visitors that came last week too. They were part of the same group that yes. Colson Loveland played with that FSP, yes.
0: I believe it's called. Correct. Yep. That is true. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go, go I, I didn't, uh, I didn't look up any of that before the pod. So glad I, uh, you know, that all off, uh, from memory of what I was reading earlier. So yeah, uh, again, though, really, really interesting and unique recruitment that, uh, you know, it would be great. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you brought up that, uh, you know, when these kids take these two-year missions, they don't have access to great facilities and certainly not what, uh he gets uh you know in Ann Arbor if he were to go to, to Michigan. But uh, you know, Andrew Gentry, like you said, I mean he it seems like he's kind of still working up his strength and conditioning at uh at Michigan and uh he certainly would would play a good role in uh in recruiting him and and probably would be like the Uh, the the student host that hosts him on his official visit at least that would be the smart play uh, at the very least so yeah uh, stay tuned for more on this one but uh, that's uh, the latest on Gatlin Bears top five let's move on to one more prospect who also released a top five pretty recently Um, uh, this happened I believe on Friday and this is uh, uh, another 2024 four-star wide receiver his name is James Madison uh, and, uh, he is, uh, not the president, but, uh, James Madison the II. Uh, he released his top five, uh, again on Friday. It includes Michigan, Florida State, Oregon, Missouri, and Louisville. So quite the top five there as well. Uh, he's six foot three, 190 pounds. He is from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, ranked number 285 on the composite, number 41 at the receiver position, and number 42 from the state of Florida. It, It seems to me that the Seminoles are out in front, given the amount of times he's been to Tallahassee, especially recently. He was there last month, and he was also there this past weekend. And if you look at his Twitter, he's been pretty pro-Florida State recently. So I think it's safe to assume that they lead this recruitment as of now. Uh, But the good news is Michigan has, until the 4th of July, to sway his uh, thoughts and where he wants to go to school, because that is exactly the day that he is going to announce his commitment on the 4th of July. So John, I think, uh, I think at the moment, he's probably lower uh, of a priority on this uh, wide receiver board for Michigan. I'd assume guys like, like bear, like who we just talked about and Chaining Goodwin, a Jordan ship. i Marion Stewart. Those guys are probably higher on the board. Uh, than Madison at this point, point, but and and probably even a guy like Elijah Moore as well, who's kind of similar in stature. But he's probably somewhere in that second tier of prospects uh, that the Wolverines are going for at the wide receiver position. But at the very least, certainly good news to uh, have a spot on his top five list. And uh, I'll be certainly interested to see if he uh, comes up for uh, an official visit at some point. If he doesn't visit Michigan this summer, I think you can probably uh write that one off but uh, uh what are your thoughts on on this recruitment what michigan needs to do moving forward in this one
1: are we sure he's not the president if he's committing on the fourth of july that <laughs> <it> seems <laughs> not
0: coincidental. The, you, that you bring up a great point john he very well could be
1: <laughs> yeah him and george washington the third can
0: yeah get together ball out in ann arbor that'd be
1: uh-huh. sweet. um yeah i, th- I think he's um, you know, Michigan did have him on a visit in March, so I like. I think they like him, uh, and definitely have him on the board. He's six three, so he kind of fits that Elijah Moore, um, position as an outside guy. So it's probably, um, they're probably being recruited similarly. Even though, um, watching Madison's tape, he plays actually a lot in the slot for Saint Thomas Aquinas. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know if he uh, thinks you know, wants to play inside um, when he gets to the next level or, you know, they just have a bunch of good receivers. That's a pretty uh, talented high school. So I don't know um, if they have other guys out there, but um, we'll see, Uh, yeah, if he takes an official visit over the summer. I do think that will be a pretty big um, indication of his interest level in Michigan. Uh, Florida State is kind of rolling on the trail right now. They just flipped a five-star tight end from Georgia which this year is pretty incredible. So I think if they continue to push, it's going to be tough to beat, just given the proximity and the uh, juice they have on the trail right now. But uh, if something happens or they fill up a receiver or something, I think Michigan will definitely be in a a much better spot there.
0: Yeah, I I think the visit, uh, whether he visits or not, that'll be a strong factor there is if Michigan is still in this one. And yeah, I, I haven't really heard a whole lot of him uh, in terms of Michigan, uh, you know, I, 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 I heard the visit uh, that that just took place last month, but hey, there hasn't really been a whole lot of smoke with this one. Uh, you know, when you compare it to guys like uh, Marion Stewart and uh, Channing Goodwin, who both have crystal balls to Michigan, Jordan Ship has certainly. uh there's been some smoke there, considering that uh, his five star quarterback in high school is committed to Michigan. So, yeah, I mean, it, we'll see what happens. It seems like he's uh, he's not in a major rush to uh, commit at this point. So, it, I mean, if if you assume that you get guys like Stuart Goodwin uh, on board before then, maybe you get Jordan Ship. I mean, they probably want a bigger bodied receiver in this class anyhow. So I think they probably would be willing to wait on a guy like like Madison or Elijah Moore or you know someone else, uh, I, I guess Bear could maybe be in that category as far as like a, a bigger receiver. He's 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 six two, so he's he's kind of a little bigger. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This one is a really interesting one for me as well. Just it, wide receiver recruiting, just in general, has kind of been uh an interesting an interesting one just given that uh, Stewart has been on campus so many times hasn't committed yet Chaney Goodwin is a legacy prospect and has visited countless times hasn't committed yet uh, Jordan Ship uh, it seems like he is definitely pro Michigan maybe not leaning towards Michigan at least you know if I had a crystal ball I probably wouldn't give it to Jordan Ship at this point for the Wolverines but he's certainly on uh the priority list so really just a unique position that Michigan is going after in this class so I'll, I'll just pass it over to you John for your quick final thoughts on the the receiver position in general uh in, in terms of uh, this 2024 recruiting class because it's uh it's kind of an odd one uh, when you look at uh, some of the other positions that they've been going after. I mean, offensive line, I feel like we've talked about them for like a month straight on the podcast. So it's kind of nice to talk about receivers or a, a different position uh, for for once here, but uh, a, a very unique conundrum nonetheless, John.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's um, interesting uh, just then in, in throwing in bear where, um, you know, you could get them to commit, but. You know he doesn't count for this class, so I think taking him out of it. I think Michigan wants to take around three guys at the position. Um, uh, yeah, Jaden Goodwin I think seems the most likely to commit. He just has all the uh, connections to the program, being a legacy. His quarterback's committed here, all that stuff. Um, so I think that eventually does uh, get done, and he joins the class. I'm um, Marion Stewart is definitely uh, I think next up. In likeliness, he's like you said, he's been to campus a bunch of times. Um, you know, he was recently down at Georgia himself. Um, I I don't think he's probably a take there at this point. Um, I, I also think he'll end up at Michigan. And then the, that third spot um I think is could be up for grabs. You know, you mentioned Ship. I also agree that he's not quite as likely to join the class as Goodwin his teammate. Um, You know, he doesn't have the legacy factor and he's looking at some other schools around that North Carolina area. Um, and then, you know, Michigan's been shooting their shot with some big time guys like Jeremiah McClellan and stuff. And I don't think they're going to end up with one of them. So, you know, it could come down to a guy like Elijah Moore or Madison to fill that third spot, especially if they're looking for uh, a taller, big bodied receiver.
0: Yeah, very well. Could down to uh, could come down to that, and uh, you know, and, and th- these guys are solid prospects. I I just need to I need to see a little bit more out of these guys, just because it, it's been so quiet on the wide receiver recruiting trail for Michigan in this class. I I've I focused <laughs> I've I've focused my time a lot on guys like Goodwin and Ship and Stewart, to where I you know once once guys like. Uh, James Madison drops this top list. I'm like, Oh my God, there's another receiver that's being recruited by Michigan. This is great. Not to say that they're not recruiting receivers, but it just seems like, you know, a lot of the things that we've heard in this cycle so far has been about Goodwin has been about Stewart and ship and some of these other guys uh, that we've already mentioned. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a unique conundrum uh, nonetheless. And, you know, we'll certainly continue to bring all of the latest and greatest in Michigan football recruiting on the podcast, uh, here and on maize But for now, that's all we got, uh, time for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon follow John at Simmons underscore John, please subscribe to our, uh, the block M podcast network, a, uh, an affiliate of the fans first sports network. Five-star reviews, greatly appreciated, all that good stuff. Uh, We really, really appreciate all of that. So for John Simmons, I'm Vaughn Lozon. We'll talk to you guys next week. Go Blue.